Marathon Swim Stories. It's me, Shannon. When I ask my Marathon Swim Story guests for a short bio, sometimes people send me a link to their Long Swims database entry. You won't find one for today's guest, but Marlis has an unparalleled drive to find her next big swim, and her rampant swim adventuring is something that I aspire to. Marlis and I share a passion for inspiring swimmers to do just a little bit more. This is a tried and true marathon swimming technique. Sure, you don't think you can make it? Just start. Don't think you can go any further? Just swim to the next feed. I love giving people the gift of surprising themselves, and Marlis is like Santa Claus. A guide for swim trek, you're sure to want to book a trip after listening. But the part of her story that caught my attention is her wish that a swim would never end. I can't stop, she says. Every time I swim, I'm better. I hope you enjoy this episode. All right, so Marlis is our guest today. Marlis, what is your story? Ah, well, uh, good morning, everyone. Um, and thanks certainly to Shannon for pulling this all together over the months and months because it has been uh, fantastic. And thank you all for attending. When Shannon asked me to do this, I thought, I am not in the company of these people um, uh, as far as epic swimming, but I certainly do have the thread of water throughout my life. And I've learned over time that everybody has a story and mine's as funny as anyone else's. So I thought, okay, I'll tell it. <laughs> um, but, and, and so I was a little bit worried about credibility, but now I can safely say I have knit socks and a fair isle <laughs> sweater. So um, I feel like, you know, now I'm in. Um, and by the way, I, I, uh, I sold my socks for a very high price because as Bridget says, these things are priceless. <laughs> uh, okay, so back to the swimming. Uh, my story, as with most of us, starts with my mother uh, who was partially insane and partially inspirational. She grew up in, on the shores of Lake Michigan and water was vital to her. Um, so my whole childhood was full of uh, trips to the beach, trips to the lake. Um, when we couldn't find places to swim, she would take a bath. Uh, so she was really devoted to water, which I think has become a bit of, is a bit of a genetic thing. I'm, I'm convinced over the years of meeting people that mothers have, um, I, 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 there might be just a gene that's connected to this water thing. Cause I hear this story very, very often. Um, so fast forward through the childhood, um, I never did any sort of competitive swim team swim, but always found some comfort in the water and enjoyed uh, any chance I could get, and particularly in open water. And it was the thing where you'd see a lake and you'd say, oh, can we swim across it? And then you'd try whenever you could. Um, and so really enjoyed that. And then as I sort of got older and started then finding friends that seemed to like to do these things, then I started to have a little group and we did these things together. Um, since I, I've lived in Oregon since mm, the late seventies um, and we've done little projects, uh, have one that's been going on for about 10 years to swim across every lake in Oregon that's over 200 acres. Um, it turns out there's a, uh, no, I'm sorry, 50 acres, but there's about 200 lakes. Uh, and we knocked off the first 75 pretty quick. And then you get to the ones that are up in the mountains and it's a, an 11 mile hike and a, you know, a swim and then an 11 mile hike out. Um, so I haven't completed that list, 
but we've gotten pretty far and that's been quite fun because some of them are beautiful, stunning, you know, cascade mountains. And some of them are little strange things in the dark of night that actually you're not supposed to swim in, but uh, <laughs> we do it anyway. One of my favorite swims we did was we had a, a moonlight swim and we swam across a lake and we took a picture at the end and got to the parking lot and the sheriff was there. And it's like, what, you know, what's your problem? And he's like, well, this, you can't do this. And it's like, well, we did, you know, <laughs> um, later went home and looked at the pictures. And when the flash went off and the group of us standing there, there was a giant no swimming sign. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, you know, you, you take those chances, but it's always a good adventure. Um, so then the, the group I was swimming with, we started to do a little more adventures and, and found that we liked traveling and swimming. And so we did at the time, which seemed like incredibly exotic things. We went down and did the Tahoe relay, um, went to the Maui channel a few times. It took me until 2009 to convince them to do a swim trek, which is, um, was a real launch for me. And so we went to on a swim trek in Greece and it was, um, I don't know if many of you have done trips like that, but you spend the week in a beautiful, pristine place, warm water on a sailboat and you, you, you eat and then you swim and then you eat and then you swim and then maybe you take a nap and then you might swim again and it just goes on day after day and it's just the most amazing thing. So once I did that, my life became about saving up for the next one because it was, it was so fantastic. Um, so I did that and, and a couple of years later, I went to Croatia. Um, then I think I took a trip to the Virgin Islands. Uh, again, these are with Swim Trek and I said, I need to work for these people because these, these trips aren't cheap. Um, and there a woman that was uh, in charge of operations was on the Virgin Islands trip. And so I talked to her and I said, you know what, what would it take to, to be a Swim Trek guide? Um, and I thought, you know, the, the company's out of uh, England and I thought, I don't really fit in with these people. I'm not English. I'm not that exotic. I, you know, anyway, they were very kind, uh, in the very English way. And she's like, sure, you know, this is, this is what it would take and happy to talk to you about it. And this is all great. Uh, so I went home and I thought this is insane because it just seemed insane um, and I, I had a job and it's like, how do you do this? You know, <laughs> go to work every day. So anyway, I thought, well, I'll take the next year and sort of work on the qualifications and, and sort of see what happens. And so I did some life-saving. I, you know, looked at other things I had to do. And a month later she called me and she said, can you go to Croatia next month? And I said, <laughs> was that the interview? <laughs> and, uh, she said, well, you know, it's, you know, it seemed like that would be good. And, I said, well, of course I can, of course, not knowing what that would mean and what else I had to do to pull my act together. And, and I still needed to do some uh, powerboat qualifications and things. So I put together this sort of insane, you know, one week trip traveling the coast of England, taking courses and, you know, getting to the airport and trying to learn what I was supposed to do. And she called me back about two weeks later. And I said, okay, this is it. it you know, they made a mistake. They called the wrong person. <laughs> and she said, we don't need you in Croatia. And I said, okay that, you know, thanks for asking. I really appreciate it. She says, but can you go to Turkey for a month? <laughs> and I said, uh, of course, of course, I'd never been to Turkey. Uh, it sounded even more exotic to, than Croatia because I had done the Croatia trip. Um, and she said, and we need you to be the lead guide. And wow. I said, you realize I've never done this before. <laughs> and she said, oh, you'll be fine. You'll be fine. They, they always say, no worries. 
And so I, you know, changed things around, went back to work and I said, I'm leaving for a month. And they're like, okay. Um, anyway, as much as the, the first week of being a guest on a swim trip was the best week of my life, it turns out that guiding was the best, best week of my life, or in this case, the month. Um, it's that piece of knowing how these people might feel having the experience that I had had and enabling them to have it. It, it was just amazing. It just, I really loved it. Um, I couldn't get enough. Uh, not to mention you're in an exotic place and looking at beautiful things and speaking different languages and eating exotic food. Um, and I came home and I said, I, I have to do this again, you know? So I went back to work for the year. And, and so for the next like two or three years, I just said, I'll do whatever I can, you know, for swim trek. And I kept doing a little more and a little more and a little more. And so I was doing a month, I was doing two months, I was doing three months. And after a while I called my job and I said, you know, um, are you okay if I do this? And they said, well, we're pretty sure if we say no, you're gonna do it anyway. So we'll just take you when we can get you. So I thought that was very kind. So I did that um, for another couple of years and then, I, you know, because I was still trying to maintain the home job. So, you know, as it goes, you get up at four in the morning and try to get some weird interconnection, internet connection to pretend that you're sort of working and keeping things moving along. And it, it sort of didn't make any sense anymore. So I finally just quit my job and uh, I started doing swim trek full time. And I think, um, let's see, last year I went to 12 countries. I, you know, I counted it up. It was some millions of yards of swimming or watching swimming. Um, and it was, it's just, it's just amazing, you know? So I, I spent uh, time in the Galapagos, in the Caribbean, places in Europe, Asia, um, the, the Virgin Islands. And now we have a couple trips in the US that I've been working on. Uh, and it's just been fantastic. Um, and then of course we get to 2020 and uh, well, I don't do that now. Uh, so <laughs> I've been home for, for this year, sort of waiting for things to, to fix. Um, and as far as swimming, I was talking to Shannon a little bit about my actual swimming. It turns out when you, when you spend time helping other people swim, which is wonderful, you don't get to swim very much yourself. Um, but in the last year, I, I think I did probably the most um, sort of epic swims for me. And, and this is the part I really like about my personal swimming is when I just surprise myself. So the first one was when I had spent uh, six weeks in the Galapagos on swim trek. So that's in January and February. And then from there, I went to the, the um, St. Kitts and Nevis in the Caribbean and did a week there. So this, this whole time, I'm not really getting in much swimming. Uh, and then I decided to go do the uh, long distance training camp in New York as a guest, because you get to occasionally go on a trip uh, with swim trek as a guest. And I was, I've been really curious about cold water swimming. So I flew over there um, from the tropics, uh, sort of jumped in the, the sea in Mallorca and uh, through the encouragement and support of the wonderful coaches that Swim Trek has on that trip, I, I did the week and did the six hour swim. And uh, it, was, it was great. I loved, I loved cold water um, and I loved that experience. And I loved watching all those people shiver in the boat with me. Um, <laughs> So, so that was great. And then since I was on such a roll that year, I, I continued on guiding um, throughout the year. I was in Montenegro and several other places, again, sort of trying to squeeze in swims here and there. 
um, I went uh, to Lake Zurich and crewed for another swim track guide and, and she did the Lake Zurich swim, which was great. Uh, it's a beautiful swim and it was wonderful. And then the next week we went up and uh, we both swam Vidostern, which is uh, Lake Swim in Sweden. Um, they bill it as 21 plus K, but it's 25 if it's an inch. Um, but the interesting about the Swedish swim, because I have my background is, well, my mother was Swedish. Uh, in the true Swedish way, they had aid stations and they had cinnamon buns and coffee. It was like, oh my God, this, this is the best. <laughs> this is the best. Um, so, so I found that really lovely and uh, wasn't sure I'd swim that long, but I did. And uh, it was like my friend always told me when, when you're swimming, well, when I'm swimming for hours and hours, the thought in my head is, I'm gonna miss this when it's over. So it's like, you kind of don't want it to end. But when it does end, it's okay. <laughs> um, so, so yeah, then here I am back in Oregon and uh, all throughout this time, I've been also teaching and doing some coaching at Oregon State, uh, mostly with the faculty staff fitness program. So for adults um, and, and now I'm actually teaching a student class in competitive swimming, which has been interesting. Um, and again, sort of trying not to watch the news too much, but sort of waiting for um, that day when I can hit the road again. Mm -hmm. So that's, that's the plan. Yeah. Yeah. You've been obviously all over the world. Um, is there a favorite place that you've been to? You would think there might be. And it's a, it's a very common question because, uh, yeah, why wouldn't you ask? But it turns out... <laughs> I'm not a person. That, it's funny that I ask the question, even because I'm not a person who like has favorites. Like I prefer to appreciate everything for its value. <laughs> it's just like I love every person's marathon swim story. <laughs> so yeah. it's funny that I ask the question, but I still like to pin people down. <laughs> yeah. Um, every place, and and I and I'm just saying this because I I want everyone to go everywhere. Every place has something about it that's favorite. Right. So if you want to swim with mantas and hammerheads, yeah, you go to the Galapagos um, and penguins, you know, you could swim with penguins. Uh, but some of the culture in other places are amazing. Um, Montenegro's a nice place because it, well, it's, it's really picturesque and you get to swim in lakes and in the sea and in the Adriatic and in bays. And um, of course the Oregon lakes uh, is fabulous. And um, we do a swim in Arizona. That's, also fabulous in the Scar Lakes. And as you know, those are beautiful and uh, fun places to swim. So no, I don't have a favorite. Yeah, <laughs> I'll, go, I'll go anywhere, anytime. Yeah. Tell yeah. me about um, so any scary experiences that you've had <laughs> in all of your travels, swimming um, all over. You mean scary as far as swimming scary, people scary, airplane scary? Let's start with swimming scary. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think, and, and I think many of you would appreciate this and, and I like it when occasionally I'll put a guest in my boat because they, they want to take a break or whatnot. Um, and they'll sit in the boat for a while and then they'll say, oh my God, this is really hard. Um, because it looks like you're just bobbing along in your boat. Uh, but it's a really full on intense, um, you know, from a safety perspective, thing. So, you know, you've got to, of course, just watch out for the well-being of the swimmers and the boats around you and other sorts of obstacles. Uh, so, you know, I don't, I don't know that I've had any scary moments, but 
tense moments where you're sort of trying to anticipate whether someone's doing well and, and how they're feeling and you know what your choices are. Um, we always have this, this mantra where we say, you know, I'll notice within 10 seconds if you have an issue and likely notice before you might, and I'll be to you with 10 seconds later. Mm-hmm. And that, that's a pretty high bar. So you have to be pretty much um, available. So it's, it's, uh, it's a bit exhausting in some ways, as, as lovely and relaxing as it looks. Right. Yeah. But so no, far, I'm... so good. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Uh, with any of your personal swims, have you had any of your personal swims had any scares with your night swimming and I don't know, uh, ocean yeah. swimming? Yeah. I think in general, I sort of tend to be the person that's going to be the last one to be scared because I'm thinking about, is anyone else scared? So you got to be like super tough. (laughs) Um, And yeah, pretend you're not cold and pretend you you didn't see that whatever it is that you saw that you're not sure what it was. (laughs) Um, So I I have to, I think, you know, and maybe it's because my memory's going, but I am happier in the water and less scared in the water than anywhere else in any other environment. So it doesn't seem like it comes up uh, too much. I mean, I can remember one time in the Maui channel, um, it was a, a year that it was a little bit rough and pretty high swells. And, and, you know, as sometimes you go in those swims and you sort of rent a boat from the local person and you don't really know them and you just sort of hope they have a good understanding of the swim and it'll go well. But, I'm not sure that the first year the the boat captain we had was that experienced with supporting swimmers. So you'd be in the water and there was no sign of the boat. It's like, you know, and part of it was just the swells. It was hard to see the boat and it, it was difficult for the boat to stay on a path. Um, and I very distinctly remember this time, I just sort of went to take a breath and there were three meters of water above me because there was this big swell. And I would, I went through this thought of saying, oh, this should make me nervous, but it was very, it was relaxing. It's like, oh, this is beautiful. I'll just breathe later. And uh, so it, it seems to be a place that gives me great peace more than, than nerves mm-hmm. so far. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> um, uh, let's talk a little bit about your, tra- I guess, um, I mean, and I get this a little bit too with my, with like being a coach, but also a swimmer, but like, is there any way that you found that you can, I guess, kind of marry the two or that you've, I don't know that one can promote the other, or like, have you found that your stroke has changed as you've kind of w- watched and coached other swimmers or how is it, how has being like transitioning to kind of that? Do you think of yourself as more of a coach or a guide? Start with that. <laughs> uh, I, I would just call me a flat out adventurer. <laughs> and I think you can have adventure in both coaching and guiding. Yeah. Um, I would say that my coaching experience has me much more thoughtful about the technical aspects of swimming. Mm-hmm. So I think a lot about the technical aspects and the, the mechanics. And I find that explaining uh, to people the sort of the, the mechanics of it and the physiology of it and, the, you know, things, uh, principles of buoyancy and principles of propulsion helps me explain it to other people and also helps me understand what I might be trying to do. Um, so mm-hmm. there's that, uh, as far as what it's done for my swimming, watching so many people swim makes me just jealous of beautiful swimmers. Um, because there are some real, you know, particularly in the ocean, when you get someone that's just really strong and technically supreme and you watch them swim, it's just, it's just beautiful. I could do it all day. <laughs> oh, and I do. 
<laughs> uh, yeah, such a gift. Um, so, so that's interesting. So you think that, um, a piece, do you think people are, some, some swimmers are kind of naturally inclined to like this perfect technique, or do you think it's something that anyone can achieve? I think, I think absolutely anyone can achieve it if, if they're interested, you know, mm-hmm. likewise, I have maybe just as many guests who want to wear their bobble hat and swim breaststroke and, you know, eat jelly babies, um, which is fine because those people are also enjoying the water, but in a different way, they don't have that sort of strive to change much of anything. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure you have this. I mean, I have it all the time. I'll talk to someone about a particular piece of their swimming and I'll say, I bet you've heard this, this before. And they'll say, yeah, for a hundred years and I'm not changing. It's like, okay. <laughs> That's fine. <laughs> you enjoy that. Uh, so yeah, but I, I really like to think about the technical part because I think it, for me, for me, as I, let's just say I'm still improving, why not, or trying to, those are the things that are going to work for me. And I think those are the things that work for other people. Mm-hmm. And I think it also helps with just the understanding. It's like, well, why do I want to do that? It's like, okay, here's why, you know? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Being able yeah. to tell people why. Yeah. Um, uh, do you think that you are process or outcome driven? Hmm. Well, let's see. Um, you can figure this out. I like to label and color code everything, but I also like it when it's over. <laughs> so I don't know where that puts me. <laughs> Have you found with the, with the pandemic and like not having the travel and things like, how's that kind of set for you obviously you said you're looking forward to you know things coming back but how has you have you kind of gotten through this year so far uh well um i drink more (laughs) i watch too much news um and uh with sue's inspiration actually i'm building a boat so um if it goes all belly up i can just get in my boat Uh, but yeah, the, I mean, the pandemic has been awkward. I, I remember in the beginning thinking, well, okay, we'll do this for a few weeks. Um, Cause I really didn't believe it could last this long. Uh, and then uh, obviously it has. And I, now I'm sort of convinced it might last quite a bit longer in terms of actually doing something. So I, I guess you just sort of resign yourself to it. I mean, I've done more swimming locally than I have in years and years and years. And that's been really fun um, and interesting. And Sue and I are going to try to swim through the winter. Yeah. So that's going to be interesting. Um, I, I don't know. I don't know how that's going to go because it's, it's going to get cold quite cold so, <laughs> you said so, you like cold water swimming <laughs> I do I do and uh so we'll we'll see how that goes yeah yeah like one of those people who has like a a threshold I feel like there's certain people you meet that are that I swim with Jocelyn, Jocelyn knows who I'm talking about <laughs> people who are like oh it's a certain temperature now I have to like put on the neoprene cap or I have to like right. versus just get in the water and like see what happens where do you yeah. put yourself on that scale <laughs> yeah yeah so I, I'm, I'm curious and it'll be an experiment to see how far okay. I can go and how long I can do it and mm-hmm. uh, Sue and I have a discussion always about are we being smart or are we you know <laughs> is this the last swim it's like I don't know we'll find out I guess exactly yeah, that's the good way to approach it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so that's been good. But yeah, I'm ready for the pandemic to be over. Ready for the election to be over. Um, ready to think about something else. But uh, 
hang it yeah. in. Yeah. Um, has any of your, like, I think of you, I guess, with all of your travels and everything that you must kind of feel like you can kind of adapt to a lot of changing situations. Have you found any of that kind of knowledge and experience from your travels or your swims to carry over to kind of buoy you through the pandemic? Uh, yeah, I would say, um, for one thing, my brother and his, his wife have moved in with me, um, and, uh, which has been great. And, and I think the whole sort of traveling and, and working with swim track has been interesting from the standpoint of 10 years ago, if you'd asked me, I'd say, I don't really like people. Mm. And I don't, you know, I really sort of like my own space and all this stuff. And I've realized I'm much more flexible than I thought I was. And mm-hmm. a lot of times um, I'll go to, you know, like I say, you go to these strange countries and swim track accommodations for guests are wonderful. Um, for guides, not so much. So, you know, I call them my cribs, you know, that I'll sleep in some weird moldy apartment in a bed that my legs hang over the edge and, you know, the sink <laughs> doesn't quite work. And it's okay. I'm okay with it. You know, I, I'm surprised at how sort of flexible and relaxed I've been. Um, and as far as the people part, I mean, I, I work with, you know, 15 to 20 people a week, nonstop. Um, and as you can imagine, uh, in the swimming world, most of the people are just lovely. And of course, they're on holiday and, and having a good time. But I've also learned that everybody has a story. And sometimes it takes a little longer to get to their story. Mm-hmm. They're all fascinating. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's, it's kind of fun to sort of get to know people um, in a way that I didn't think I had the gumption to do, but it turns out I do. So that's been great. Yeah, that's, that's fun. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's been good. Um, what was I? I had a question on the tip of my tongue about... Um... <laughs> Uh, oh shoot that was a good one too <laughs> oh yeah um distance have you noticed when you're guiding people that you can kind of tell like who's going to be like they're ready to like see what they can do versus the people that are you know with the bobble hats on maybe yeah. maybe that's the giveaway yeah. <laughs> how yeah. can you kind of read people have you learned to read people well, uh, the thing is about the people with just to give some credit to the people with the bobble hats and they're they're not really bobble hats but <laughs> A lot of these people can swim all day, you know? Mm-hmm. So we have, we have swims that will have some sort of bounds, whether, you know, there's an island here to an island there, or we only have the boat for three hours, or, you know, we're supposed to be somewhere for lunch. Um, and we do a, a really good job of ac- accommodating all sorts of speeds and capacities and interests uh, w- within a given swim, which is uh, a sort of an amazing art form I've learned to find out. Um, and so I'll, I'll go up to someone, I'll say, okay, you know, this, the swim needs to end. It's like, oh no, I can swim all day. I know you can swim all day, but I don't want to watch you swim all day. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, there are, there are swimmers that, that come on the trip or teams, an entire team will come on the trip. Um, but for the most part in, you know, on these trips, people are really about where they are and, and what they're doing. And yeah, they might want to do 10 K a day if they're uh, more aggressive swimmers um, or more, more accomplished swimmers, but really come on, you're in Turkey or you're in, you know, the Maldives or you're in, you know, so you can pretty much um, convince these people that just enjoying the water um, is a good thing or, 
or there'll be a day where we think we're going to do some great swim and we'll end up going, I don't know, you know, two kilometers because there were hammerheads to play with. Um, so yeah. So yeah, I, you know, I, in general, the people that come on swim trick are, are there for the holiday sort of adventure piece of it. Um, but within that, you certainly have some amazing swimmers that come. I had a, I had a swim. It was a private trip and those are kind of fun because, um, it's just, you're usually just one guide and it's a smaller group. And uh, it was a group of world um, class triathletes from New Zealand and their family. Um, and these guys have a lot of gold medals and, you know, bling to in their past, but they were there on holiday and it was great. And there was one day where we had uh, swum over to an island and we got to the island and the power was out. So um, lunch wasn't gonna be available. You know, there was no water, there was no way to cook lunch. And, and I'm like, ah, what am I gonna do? Cause we were hours from home and we were supposed to have another swim but there was no food on the boat. And it was like, ah, it's like really stressing out. And, and the guy says to me, says, do they have rosé? And I, you know, so I went to the rest and I said, do you have any rosé? And he's like, yeah, we got four bottles. We'll take those, we're fine. And so, <laughs> so um, you know, people are just enjoying themselves and it's, it's great to spend time with them there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's cool. Yeah. Um, w- when you think about your own swimming, when did you kind of know like you could swim? Like when did you decide, like when you were saying, nah, yeah, I'll let you tell me. When did you decide like I could swim across a lake versus like a big lake? Yeah, <laughs> versus, yeah. Like when, um, when did you kind of like let that into your mind as an option? Well, you know, I was thinking about this and I think the roots of it were, um, I went to this camp when I was like in eighth grade. It was like a, um, you know, a summer classic cabin in the woods on the lake camp. But, you know, all my stories start with the part where there wasn't really any money. So I had to go to a camp that cost $35. Uh, I had a paper route and that's how much money I had. And so I went with my, I had some friends who were going. So I said, great, I'll go to this camp. And it turns out it was this um, aggressive Baptist camp, uh, which wasn't something I was particularly used to. So there were lots of rules and lots of uh uh, encouragement to take the path that they were laying out for you, which was really sort of uh, not interesting to me, but it was difficult because I was young and everyone else was, you know, on the path. And, and I was like, I'm uncomfortable with this. I don't, you know, but they had activities. And one of the activities they had was swimming, swimming and diving, actually. And it turns out this was the first time I realized I'm kind of good at this. And so I won every swimming prize that they offered. And on the last day they had diving and I said, well, I'm not a diver, but I, you know, jumped off the diving board and did some sort of splash and I won diving. And so (laughs) we got to the end of the week of camp. And since everything was just counting up points, I won the all camp award. Wow. Um, But it was awkward because I hadn't accepted the path of the camp. And so they're kind of like giving me this prize and like, (laughs) here's your prize, but please don't come back. (laughs) And uh, it was like, oh, maybe I can swim. Of course, that it was completely ridiculous because my population that I was with were, you know, not who you, but anyway, it got in my head there that maybe swimming was something I could do. So I I just carried on with it. And 
it just was the thing I was better at than all the other things I tried. Mm-hmm. So I just sort of, you know, decided that was, was what I was going to do. And it was just, I just gravitated to it. And, you know, it wasn't a plan. It just happened and it keeps happening. Mm-hmm. So I'm just, yeah, I'm just going with it. Yeah. Yeah. It's good to be open to whatever options come up, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's good. Um, what would you say motivates you to keep going? Um, Start within the water and then we'll go. Yeah. On so land. <laughs> it's, it's not really motivate me to going. It's I can't stop. Mm. So uh, it's the only thing in my life I can say, and I, I keep, I keep reviewing this because I think there's got to be one. I have never regretted a swim in my life, not one swim. And every time I swim, I'm better. A hundred percent. There's nothing I can say that about anything else. I mean, you'd think you could say it about eating ice cream, but no, because you eat too much and it's bad, right? Um, so it, it, literally, it's the best thing I do for myself, for my body, my brain, my mood. In fact, one time I, I, had, I, was, I had a job interview um, that was going to be a, a sort of shift in things. And I was involved in a swim group at noon. And I went to the job interview and I said, I can't take this job if I can't break every, every noon and go to the pool for my swim. And I said, and I'm pretty sure I can't take this job unless you come with me. Because once I got my boss engaged in swimming, he was luckily he was a swimmer. Then we didn't have any new meetings. You know, we, you know, it just changed the whole experience of, of working at that place. And it, that's how important it was obviously that important to me that this is not, this is the thing I don't compromise on anything else. Fine. I'm flexible, but I'm not flexible about this. So I, I think I just can't not do it. Love that. Huh. <laughs> I love this perspective. It's wonderful. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So for swimming, you can't not do it. What motivates you to keep going on land or, yeah. Yeah. Um, well, clearly so I can go swimming again, <laughs> Yes. <I guess>. Uh, <laughs> Uh, but, but short of that, what motivates me on land? I, you know, that, I guess it's sort of like that. It's like, I can't not be motivated because things are just too interesting not to just do it. You know, my sort of thing is when people say to me, do you wanna, I'm like, yes, what are we doing? Mm. Um, so yeah, I think it's, it's, that's sort of how it goes. And if no one comes up with any ideas, then I'll think of something kooky and make them do it. (laughs) When do you think, when did you, well, I guess you had the idea to go to the Baptist camp. So I was going to say, when, when did you first realize this? Uh, yeah, this like desire to do the, do you want to, or let's do, like, when, is that something you've just always had? I'm afraid. Um, yeah. I think if you were to interview my friends, um, somewhere in their story would be, oh yeah, Marlis made me do that. <laughs> So I, I don't want to think it's as forceful as just providing opportunities. And uh, yeah, it's, it's usually, usually good. Sometimes it goes awry, but uh, at least it's funny. <laughs> hmm. What do you think? Um, I'm going to come around to the kind of inclusion questions. How do you think we okay. can get more people in, out, yeah. out on the water? I think, I think that's a really, really good question because um, yeah, the lack of diversity. I mean, for me, um, 
growing up, clearly the economic question is huge. Um, not only, you know, when you talk about traveling and swimming, that's sort of another level, but even access to a pool um, is hugely expensive. The only reason I swam when I was a, a young person was my sister um, had polio and she was a quadriplegic. And um, my crazy mother was convinced that she should swim, which meant we dragged her around in the pool. And her <laughs> um, but she was just a big believer in this hydrotherapy. Mm -hmm. But you know, the piece of that was that I then got to go to the pool at this kind of fancy club in the summers for, for quite a while and wouldn't have had that without that, um, that opportunity. Um, so I think pool access is huge. Um, I work a bit with USMS um, and I think they need to start putting efforts into infrastructure as much as membership, because I think access to water, whether it's pool or whether it's lake, um, I'm also very involved in the adult learn to swim, swimming save lives kinds of things. So I think getting populations acquainted with water and safe near water, that obviously then leads to swimming. Mm -hmm. um, so I, I think it's really about investing and inserting yourself into communities that aren't going to come to us because that's a big ask and mm -hmm. it, it's not going to happen naturally. I think we have to, um, create those opportunities in different ways than we have been able to so far. Mm -hmm. um, it, I don't really have the checklist of how to do that, no, but it does, but that's why um, we kind of surf ideas across the board and you never know what comes up. So I think those are, that's good. I don't expect yeah. anyone to have a checklist. <laughs> yeah. So um, yeah, I think, I think it's, I think the a big thing is about access. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. What advice would you give to somebody on your swim trek trip that says, I really want to be a marathon swimmer? <laughs> what would you tell them? <laughs> um, you know, I think uh, all the advice that you hear from folks makes a lot of sense. You know, ask a lot of questions. Um, like everyone suggested, we're all about sharing the sport, the experience, the opportunities uh, as much as we can. So it's, it's that. And then of course you've got to just keep swimming. Right. Um, and I think, I think that's it. I think if you have the affinity for water and you're interested in pursuing that uh, in a sort of um, endurance kind of way that you just kind of do it and whoops, all of a sudden, look, you're doing it. Um, and you'll have a lot of support, you know, that there's so much support out there for, mm -hmm. for everybody. It, I think that's the other thing that everyone talks about that is true. It sounds sort of hokey, but this is the best community for humanity that, I've experienced and it's, it's just lovely. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, it. has there been any, um, I guess, swimmers that have inspired you? Well, I don't think I can say it publicly, but there's a number of swimmers I'm stalking uh, <laughs> because the, their swims are just so beautiful. Um, but the swimmers that inspire me, um, are the people I meet that don't think they can do it, but you can tell they want to, and then they do. Mm -hmm. And it's just, it's just amazing. I mean, th this is a little bit different, but I had a guest, uh, it was actually one of my early years uh, on a trip. And at the end of the week, she was an older woman and she was a beautiful swimmer. And she had done this 5k swim from Greece to Turkey. We do this kind of cool swim. Um, that it's cool to swim from one country to another in the ocean, yeah, you know, awesome. and not to mention for her, that was uh, the longest swim she had done. And 
Um, and she didn't know she could do it. And I always say, just get in and start and see if you surprise yourself. And they always do. Yeah. That's the best advice you can give somebody. (laughs) And then at the end of the week, we're at the the dinner and she's just like sobbing. And I'm like, oh my God, I've done something terribly wrong because I always think I, I I often do, but you know, um, and I said, what, what's, what's wrong? What's wrong? And she said, uh, she says, you know, six months ago, I was lying in a hospital. I had, I was diagnosed with stage four, something awful and wasn't to live. And I had this on my calendar. And it's the only reason I was alive. I'm alive today is because I wanted to come and do this. And it's like, oh my God, you know, it's like, it, it, and that story, that kind of story happens to me a lot. And it's just amazing. These people are amazing. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. 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 It's a good one. Yeah. (laughs) Anything about anything? What would you recommend to somebody who, let's see, I know you're just going to tell us to go for it. (laughs) 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 Is there anything about swim tracks that we should know that we don't know today? (laughs) Oh, boy. Um, yeah, I mean, it is expensive. I get that, you know, so it, it's, it's a hard thing to do. You know, I think the, the one thing, and, and I didn't do this, but now that I have the experience. So the first few I went on, I went with all my friends because I was afraid, you know, I, I wasn't a big traveler. Um, I didn't know about this, these exotic swims. And I felt like that's a good crutch. I'll go with my friends. And it was fun. We had a lovely time and we came home and had great stories to tell and great pictures and whatnot. But the trips when, when nobody knows anybody, and so we're together for seven days, and it takes about 16 hours, and there's this whole new family. Mm-hmm. And these, these bonds that people make with each other when they're sort of in a desirable, fun place, but scary. I mean, everyone's kind of nervous sort of traveling mm-hmm. on their own. Um, then, then you have this new group and th- this happens over and over and over. So I had this group that I saw in Milos. They didn't, nobody knew anyone, but the end of the week, they were fast friends and planning each other's tr- kids' weddings. And, you know, <laughs> then they get together and they go on another trip together because now they're this new family. Um, and it's, it's great because you would not put these people together and say, these people will be friends, mm-hmm. but they, they have this bond of water and this bond of adventure and uh, it just blossoms and it's a beautiful thing. So I would say, go on a swim trip, go alone and come on one of my trips. <laughs> That's good, good advice. Are you ready to swim smarter? Check out my virtual Efficient Swimming Basics program at intrepidwater.com. I hope you enjoyed today's interview. If you'd like to be a guest on Marathon Swim Stories, just email me, shannon at intrepidwater.com. Please stay in touch by joining our email list at intrepidwater.com. Thanks for listening.